Well, that was really, 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 uh, really not fun. Welcome into PHNX Sun Devils. I am filling in for Anthony Totri. Solo, I am Eric Ruby. We got DJ Danielle and the ones and twos behind there. And yes, we decided to start the therapy session just a little bit earlier. Guys, go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe. Make me happy because I've had kind of a rough day. Um, but I... Guys, please hit the like button. Please hit subscribe. I know there's probably going to be a bunch of U of A fans in here. I expect it. The game is actively still going on. We do not have a final score yet. ASU right now, currently, according to ESPN, because I'm not watching it live because I don't want to see that anymore, is down 40 points, 100 to 60. We got LTC in the chat. We got BC in the chat. And we do have a U of A fan in there as well. Welcome in everybody to PHNX Sun Devil. Simply put, that was a big fat bowl of ass. That was just very, very, very bad. I'm extremely disappointed in this team, but at the same time, guys, I cannot say I'm that surprised because in a microcosm, this was the entire Arizona State Sun Devil season in a game because at the beginning, you get a little bit into it, right? You get a little bit of belief. Oh my gosh, they're starting strong. Jose Perez getting physical in the post. Adam Miller hitting a couple pair of jumpers. Ooh, is this going to be one of those games where ASU can actually keep with it and play like it is a rivalry game? Because going into this game, listen, ASU were like 20-point dogs, right? Like this is the number five team in the nation. This is going to be the number one seed in the Pac-12. And as much as that hurts to say, listen, you can't ignore reality. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, Sometimes college basketball just doesn't make sense. Is this going to be one of those games? Is it? And at first I was like, is this a little too good to be true, right? They were doing a great job boxing out. They were doing a great job on the boards. Defense was playing good. They were getting up in everybody's business. It was, yes, not great seeing Omar Balo in the paint going hard, especially very early, but they were doing a decent job of containing him and putting him into actions early, at least on the defensive side and making him move his feet. At first you're like, wow. Okay, if they can play like this for a full game, then they could actually have a shot in this. But of course, it's going to not just take that. It's going to take them hitting threes. It's going to take them hitting free throws. And at the end of the day, we all knew what was going to happen. This team started strong, and then they faltered. It was basically like that. About 12 minutes in on the first quarter, they go on a five-minute-plus stretch of not scoring. And we got LTC in the chat saying Frankie disappears again. LTC, I was so, so, so disappointed. And Frankie, when I was talking to Ralph yesterday on our ASU live show, we were saying, hey, this could be one of those games where Frankie Collins can really have his like ASU moment because he's had a great career. He, he really has. And he is going to be in the history books by the end of the season. He had one steal tonight. That means unless he gets another steal, which I don't even think he's playing right now because there's 28 seconds left in the game. It's probably even over at this point. He's two steals away uh, from Fat Lever's record for all-time steals in a single season. He's going to be in those record books, but you still can't look back and go, what's that Frankie Collins moment? And that Frankie Collins moment just could have been this game if he at least fought, right? Like this, There's no fight in this team. Absolutely no fight. LTC, I'll say that. LTC firing off in the chat. We appreciate you, man. There is zero fight, right? The fight was there at the beginning. Jose Perez was getting very, very, very physical in there. It was good to see. It was like, okay, if they are going to win this game, they're going to have to win it ugly. They're not going to be able to just get easy buckets, not go in transition, and they're going to have to take U of A out of their game. And they successfully did that. 
for about eight minutes. And then the first sign that something went off the rails, the first time that U of A grabbed momentum, guys, they, they, they disappeared. They completely disappeared. It was atrocious. It was like a blink of an eye. This entire game just completely shifted. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very honest with you. If you're going into a game, I don't care if you're 20-point dogs. I don't care if you're not supposed to win. I simply just don't care. I don't. If you're going in against your rival, your in-state rival, you cannot give up eight minutes into the game. You just can't do it. I'm sorry. And listen, Jose Perez, like we're going to get to him later on. He definitely played the best game of the Sun Devil tonight. And yes, he can't do it alone, but he can't. Like he, he's not a good enough player to single-handedly take over a game. And he didn't even end the game leading and scoring. Adam Miller did. Adam Miller had 16 points. Jose Perez added 14. Jemiah Neal hit a three early. And you think, oh my goodness, is Jemiah Neal going to continue this kind of streak that he's on that is powered ASU? to two wins in a row. He ends with 12 points. Sean Phillips Jr., seven feet tall, 0 for 1 from the field? Come on, guys. Like, what are we doing here? That's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And to be honest with you, it's, a, it's, a, it's an embarrassment. Like, how are you sitting here looking back at this game? You can't feel good about anything. You can't feel good about nothing. And I got Jesse in the chat saying, crazy guys expected ASU to even have a chance. If you listen to the show yesterday, if you listen to this basketball season at all, and anything that we've been saying, there has never been a day where we're like, we have full confidence in this team. There has never, ever been a day where there's like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to get out of Arizona State basketball. I know what's going to happen. I know they're going to show up and fight. They either go crazy, hit a bunch of shots, they play well, they play chaotic, and they win, or they just absolutely fall off, and they're a disaster. And today, it looked good for about eight minutes. Again, we're talking eight minutes here. And the game, we didn't expect it to be a 45-point loss. And for the Wildcats fan who asked you where Mike Luke is, you are in the wrong stream, buddy. But we appreciate you being here. I know that down in Tucson, it's kind of hard to read. Maybe figure that stuff out. Which stream is which? Wildcats, Sun Devils. But go ahead and leave a like while you're here. We appreciate it. And Garrett makes a good point in the chat saying, just wait until the Big 12. Yeah. This is not a team that's prepared for what's coming up next season. And I've got a bunch of people in the chat saying, fire Bobby. Why is Bobby coaching this team? This team has absolutely no fight. And I've been saying it for a while now. I do not think, I do not think that Bobby Hurley is the right coach for this team. He's not. If you're not the type of guy that can rally your guys after having a little bit of a tough stretch in a game like this, you're not the right guy. He doesn't implement schemes that bring out the best in his players. A lot of times, and the reason why ASU stopped scoring, the reason why ASU stalled out is because their half-court offense, it was like playing pickup game at a park. Like there was, there was nothing being run. They all looked confused out there. It was, okay, we're going to run a post-up for Jose Perez, or we're going to do a bunch of handoff off of screens with Sean Phillips, and then we're just going to see what happens. And we're going to jack up a bunch of threes, and every single shot is going to be short. Every single, I swear, if I had a, I need a shot for every single time a shot was short. Like truly, truly embarrassing from this team. And you have to sit back and you have to think if there was an athletic director at Arizona State, what does this program look like right now? Because I'm not sure that it's going to have the same person coaching if there was an AD right now. Like it, it's sad. 
it's sad. And now you're looking ahead to the future, right? Because I already want to forget today. Like I'm eight minutes into the show and I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't want to talk about this game anymore. And we're obviously going to, that's why all of you are here, all of you in here, we appreciate you guys tuning in and we're going to keep talking about the game, but like, just take a second and take a step back. This team is not well-constructed. You go back and have Bobby build this roster. You think, okay, what about next year? This next year with all this promise of good recruits and the promise of young guys and this historic recruiting class for ASU, are we confident that he can even build a team that is resemblant of a full one through five starting basketball team? They started four guards today against a team that dominates, absolutely dominates inside. But guys, it's not that difficult to figure out why ASU basketball looks like this. One plus one in this situation does equal two. You've got no bigs. You have no creation on the perimeter. You don't have any consistent three-point shooting. You can't hit free throws. And when your go-to play is to post up a 6'4 guard, which, yeah, he's very good at that. For somebody who's 6'4", who shouldn't be bullying in the post all the time, he's great for that. But that's not the type of play that should be your go-to. Oh, we're out of anything. Let's just give the ball to Jose Perez and watch him post up. No, I don't need to see that. I shouldn't be seeing that. That should be like the sprinkle on top of the Sunday. It should be like that extra pizzazz. If you just ran three great plays, you got Frankie Collins involved. You got an open three on the wing for Jemiah Neal. Sean Phillips Jr. rolls to the rim and catches a lob because he's seven feet freaking tall. And now, since everybody's distracted by the rest of the team, let's dump it into Jose Perez, who's getting single coverage. When Jose Perez is getting double teamed in the first eight minutes of the game, something is going wrong. <laughs> something is going wrong. It's not okay. And then you just have these dumb moments, these terrible moments where it's a shot clock violation where they don't even put a shot up at the end of the shot clock. I get it. Mikhail's loud. I understand that. You're on the road. You're in a rival environment. It's hostile. It's the territorial cup. Your focus cannot be waning like that. And it feels like this team just wasn't prepared mentally or physically. You saw them just stall out on the court. And whether you want to say, hey, okay, maybe they were just tired. I kind of look at it as they just lost that fight because these guys are good athletes. I've seen them play hard for a full game before when they've actually won recently. And this was not one of those games. And yes, I got Tony in the chat telling me to take an OGs and call it a night. But buddy, I need one. I need anything right now. Because obviously, I am, I'm about to burst something right here. I don't know what's going on in my neck, but I can see the veins popping down. All right, Eric. Eric, I'm going to cut you off here. I'm going to cut you off here. I got good news. Got, first of all, take a okay, breath. Hit me, hit me with that good news. Good news and bad news. Good news. You got bad news, too. Yeah, oh, good man. news is this game is mercifully over. Oh, um, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bad news. I, I did want to give you a warning before I put the uh, final score up there. So you might want to hide your eyes. All right, here we go. Uh, Whoo. Not great. Uh, Not great. And here's the thing. I, I, guys, I'm going to look you in the eyes right now. I know we got a lot of Wildcats fans in here who are just eating this up. You're eating it up like it's your dinner. It's 949 and you're eating your second course right now. And I get it. I'd be doing the same thing if I was you. Actually, I kind of respect it. Thank you for being here. Hit that like button. Your likes and your views count the same, even down in Tucson where I hear it's hard for them to get internet. But guys, I didn't expect them to win this game. I never expected them to win this game. Yesterday, I laid out the map. I said, if they are going to pull off a massive upset, here's what they had to do. And they did none of it. 
I said they got to create chaos. They have to win that turnover battle. And the sad part was, in this game, the only time it seemed like they could lock in and they could actually get a turnover is after their ass turned the ball over on the other end. It was like, oh, okay, they actually just saved themselves from that turnover there. It was never. It was never just, we're going to actually imprint ourselves on the game. We're going to take over. We're going to be the ones in charge. We're going to be the ones stepping up. Even when they were hitting all their shots at the beginning, which is the only reason that they were in this is because they were shooting a crazy percentage for the first eight minutes of the game before everything fell off of the map. Guys, it just sucks. I got people asking where Totri is. Yeah, Totri, he missed. He, 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 went, he went on vacation and I can't blame him. I can't blame him. He was supposed to go on vacation earlier. It got moved. And now he's back. And he's just, he, he's on vacation. He's out there. He's sipping a, a, a Mai Tai or something right now. He's probably poolside about to go party for the rest of the night. I'm sitting here sweating. I'm sweating in my living room talking about a 45-point Arizona State men's basketball loss. It was bad. Guys, it was, it was bad. Honestly, it was terrible. And I need a change of luck. I need to change my fortunes. In fact, maybe a way for me to get better is I can go outside and touch some grass. Maybe breathe some of that fresh, crisp Arizona air where the weather's real nice. And I might as well do that while I'm making some money. And luckily for you guys, the Arizona Lottery is here to help you do both. Listen, they've got a new promotion called Arizona Adventure. It's unique. It's new. I've never seen anything like it. Not only can you buy your classic scratchers that also that have Arizona that nature themes about them, and you can win any money from that up to $50,000, or you can also just go outside. And they got locations everywhere. They got locations in Tucson, in Flagstaff, in Phoenix, 10 minutes away from my house. They have geolocated places that you can check in at, that you can check in at and enter your chance to win $1 million in cash plus Arizona travel prices prizes it's real simple guys go to www.azadventure.com for details and directions you either check in at a geolocation you buy the scratcher or in my case you do both and our friends at the arizona lottery are always finding new ways for you to make money and that's very important and what's more important though than making money is saving your money and you can do that with desert financial credit union i actually went to desert financial credit union today today. And I could tell you, lovely service, incredible people. I went in about 15 minutes before close. And I don't usually like to do that, but I didn't realize they closed at one o'clock. I go in at 1245. I expect to be met with stairs. I expect to be met with what the hell are you doing here? Nope. I walked in. I asked my question, got it taken care of in five minutes, smiles, everything like that. And that's how it's been my entire life. And for the 84 years that Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest and most trusted local credit Union. They're financial experts who can help you everything from mortgage to checkings to savings to everything that you need somebody who handles your money to help you with. They're going to help you with that. And right now, right now, if you open up a checking account, you can get $200 for free. A free $200 is something I need in my life right now. I need anything positive in my life after that dog shit game. And Desert Financial Credit Union can be the ones to do that. Plus, if you're still wanting to rep your Sun Devils, which I get it, man. I'll, I'll bleed it till I die, even in a 45-point loss. Guys, you can do that with three ASU different theme cards. We got somebody in the chat right now saying, who the fuck is this? My name is Eric Ruby. I'm filling in for Anthony Totri. I usually co-host with him a couple times during the week. And I am here to talk all these ASU fans through their therapy session. And one thing I don't want to do, but what I'm going to do, is show you the numbers brought to you by our friends at Desert 
financial credit union shield your eyes oh my god they're ugly oh they're so ugly okay 105 for u of a 60 points for asu so low it's 10 points below their average for the season coming into this game which is like the 300th worst in college basketball field goal percentage u of a shot 57.1 percent from the field asu shot 36.2 percent from the field three point percentage 25 percent for asu 25 percent 40 percent for U of A. Oh, what about free throws? Free throws at least look good, right? Nope. 12 for 22 for ASU, 25 of 32 for U of A. And this was the number that I had to stop and I just had to... Points in the paint. 52 for U of A. 16 for ASU. Now I love Desert Financial Credit Union, but I sure as hell do not love those numbers, man. Those numbers look absolutely terrible. And I didn't expect greatness coming into this game. I didn't expect to win, but I certainly expected more than this. It's just not good. I don't know how many different ways I can label this pile of crap that ASU basketball put out in front of my eyes tonight, but boy, I'm going to try. I'm going to try for you guys because I love you guys here in the chat. And listen, I'm going to try to take a breath. I'm going to try to calm down. I'm scared of my cats. I don't want to scare my cats. They're the only cats that I love because I certainly don't love any wild cats. I love my cats and that's it. So I'm going to take a breath. Somebody telling me to enjoy my hockey team and I'm going to. I'm going to enjoy my hockey team. I'm also going to enjoy my softball team. ASU softball mercy ruled Memphis today. Shout out to them. Incredible play to end the game. You want to check that out as well. But Back to the game, guys. I'm just going to take you through some more numbers that were not on the by the numbers. I'm going to take you through some box score watching because to be honest with you, I wish I box scored watch. I wish I didn't watch this game because I actually, I, I didn't have hope at the beginning, but I had that initial glimmer of hope, like pre-hope, right? Like, oh, I might end up being hopeful at some point today. And I go and I say, okay, now let me look at the box score. Let me see how disappointed I am. My rankings for most disappointed that I'm on, that I am feeling for this ASU team I'm starting off with Sean Phillips Jr., man. Zero points, one rebound, five personal fouls. Five, five personal fouls, zero points, one rebound. He had one rebound, one assist, one block, one turnover. If you combine every other stat in the box score, he didn't even reach the number of personal fouls that he had. I'm just gonna stare at the camera for 30 seconds. I'm gonna let that sink into you guys watching here. Every single other stat besides personal fouls does not add up to how many personal fouls he had. Disgusting. That's absolutely disgusting. It makes me wanna throw up in my mouth. To be honest with you, I might throw up in my mouth because I'm just going right now. I, I haven't even taken a breath in 20 minutes. Because I'm just ranting. I'm angry. You know what? I wish Totri was here because I feel like Totri would calm me down a little bit, as weird as that sounds. Going into this game, I thought, hmm, maybe Alonzo Gaffney. Maybe, maybe he's going to step up. Maybe he's going to actually turn around and hit a couple threes. He took one shot. He shot 100% from the field. He took one three. End of the shot clock three. It's the only time he wasn't scared to shoot the entire game was when he took an end of the shot clock three. And guess what? He also had five personal fouls. <sighs> It's just disappointing. But to be honest with you, my expectations for those two 
was a lot lower than my expectations for Frankie Collins. Like Frankie, man, one of seven from, th from three, three of 11 from the field in the most important game of the season when you have been the guy for this team so often. You've been, they said it on the broadcast. It was funny because me and my wife looked to each other. And we're like, did he just say that? He said Frankie Collins was the straw that stirs the drink for ASU. Well, this one, this one was one of those paper straws that you put it in. And at first you're like, okay, this actually kind of works the same, right? Like this, this, this works the same. And then you're like, you're in your fourth or your fifth sip and the entire thing is disintegrated into your cup. And listen, I'm all for saving the environment, but I'm also for like being able to drink my drink. And there was no straw that was serving the drink for ASU tonight, man. There was zero Frankie Collins impact on this game. Eight points, three turnovers, five rebounds, one assist, one steal. Yes, I did say wife BC, and no, I'm not 22, I'm 24, but I do have a wife. I actually got married on Monday, so this game can't bring me down. I've had a good week. Thank you. But listen, guys, I'm looking at this team, and I'm thinking, how can they go forward? How can we take what's happening right now and look at the rest of the season and say, what the hell is going to happen? Well, up next, they've got two games against the Washington schools, and then they're, they're, they're back playing U of A again. Like, even if this team can somehow, some way, muster up a chance to win against Washington and Washington State, you're running into number five Arizona, who might be higher than that by the time that you play them. And just two weeks, not even in, in 11 days, in 11 days, you're playing the Wildcats again. And I, I'm not looking forward to that game. Now, listen, it's, it's in Tempe. So, you know, we can, we can maybe talk yourself into the, to, to that changing. Me personally, I, I'm done. I'm done talking myself into this team. And not just this team, I'm done talking myself into this program at this point. And I'm not trying to be too down and depressed, but like this is, this is like the fifth or sixth straight year where I've been looking at this team and I've been feeling this way about how they play. And, and we got Steve in the chat saying he actually likes Bobby Hurley as a person off the court, but it's been evident for a long time that he's never going to make you better. I have nothing, absolutely nothing against Bobby Hurley as a person. I've covered Bobby Hurley at ASU while I was there as a student. Right now, I'm basically covering him, doing these shows as well. Like, I have watched and I have basically studied Bobby Hurley basketball since the first season that he was here. I have heard nothing that's like, dang, that's a bad guy. That's a bad guy. No, no. But that's not why I'm saying he doesn't deserve to be in that job anymore. I'm saying I have seen on repeat over and 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 over again it's the same thing it's the same thing this team is inconsistent the team doesn't have an identity even when they were almost the number one team in the country you saw them crumble because they only had a partial bit of an identity they had guard you but that's it they just rested on their laurels with guard you and they didn't actually improve over the season and guess what it bit them in the ass Listen, when you had good players, when you've had good guys, this ASU team has had players that we talk about in the offseason. Hell, even this last offseason, I remember being on this show talking about, hey, what is this guy going to look like? Oh, Jose Press. Oh, let's talk ourselves into him. Oh, Bobby, Bobby's a decent recruiter. How is he going to be able to put this team together? And now I'm looking ahead to next season, and I've got everybody in my ear telling me, Eric, don't be so down. Eric, don't be so depressed. Eric, don't care so much. The next next year, it's going to be an elite class. It's going to be the best class that Bobby Hurley's had. Hell, it might be the best class ASU has ever had, period. 
And I'm sitting here and I'm saying, A, I'm not confident those guys are staying after one year. B, I've been down this road before. I've seen four stars. Hell, I've seen five stars come in here and flame out like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. And at a certain point, I don't know if I can blame it on the players. Listen, I'm sure some of it's on the players, but at the same time, when you're coming to a program, you're saying, I'm going to go to a place that I feel like is going to make me better. And who has walked in through the doors? Who has walked into this program at Tempe and left better? You can maybe argue Lugensdorf. Maybe. But Lugensdorf was that dude from the moment he stepped in. He was raw, for sure. He was raw and he was not what he is right now. But also, you see him in the NBA and you just see a better version of that same player. The Big 12 is going to eat ASU alive. They're saying in the chat, I believe in it. Like, if you're not able to succeed right now in this conference with the state of Pac-12 basketball, and I got people in the chat saying, Bobby took his attorney four out of six years. I don't know another coach that has ever done that here before Bobby. I'm not arguing that Bobby has had zero success whatsoever. I'm not arguing that. I don't think Bobby is a god-awful basketball coach. I really don't. I don't think he's fit to be the head coach of a Power 5 university. I think he would probably be an elite. And I'm, I'm not kidding here. I think Bobby would be an elite, an elite assistant coach at a top-tier program. Hell, a UConn. But I'm, and I don't think that that's an insult. Like Everybody has their roles, right? It's the same way when you talk to somebody on a basketball team. You talk to somebody on a basketball team, and you say, listen, there are some of you that are going to play roles that are bigger than others. But that does not mean in your smaller shrunk role that you are not just as important to this team. Frankie Collins is important to this team. He's the straw that stirs the drink for ASU. Jose Perez is still equally important. Adam Miller is still equally important. And I'm going to be honest with you, Jemiah Neal is also there as well. Hell, Sean Phillips Jr. Listen, this team absolutely dominated the paint tonight. You're the only person with the body that can actually step up and do this, and you didn't play your role. You weren't fit for your role. And I just don't feel like Bobby is fit for this role right now. And, and like, I don't want to say that. I'd like to convince myself that that's not true. I've tried to convince myself that that's not true. But it, it is the reality of things. It, it is what it is. He's got, like, he's got the name recognition for college basketball. He's got the name recognition for, oh, ooh, Bobby Hurley at ASU. Oh, remember when they actually went on a hot streak? Oh, remember when they're almost the number one team in the nation? But what's the same thing every single year? Every single year, it's the same thing. And if somebody shows you who they are, whether it's in basketball, whether it's in real life, whatever it is, you got to believe it. And ASU basketball as a program has shown you who they are over and over and over again. And you can, you can blame it on the money. You can blame it on the investment. You can blame it on NIL. You can blame it on all of that. And I'm not saying those aren't factors, but a great coach overcomes all of that. A great coach is able to pull something out of nothing. Even if the expectations are low, they're able to exceed them. I can't remember a season where ASU was at the end of the season, I thought, yeah, they really exceeded what I thought they were going to do. There were moments in the middle of seasons where I thought, oh, wow, they're, they're exceeding where they're supposed to be. But I've been bit so many times. I don't even buy that anymore. Hell, this season, this season when they went on that win streak, everybody was like, oh, wow. They lost the first game to Mississippi State. That's not great. Okay, they beat Texas Southern. They beat UMass Lowell. Uh, Lowell. 
They lose to BYU, who's a good team. Oh, what's this team going to look like? Then they rack off wins against Vanderbilt, blowout win. Sam Houston, blowout win. San Francisco, revenge win by double digits. SMU, two-point win. And you think, wow, okay, maybe this is a team that could put it together. Maybe this is a team that could stop and think, okay, maybe when they're playing perfectly, they can really, really do something. Next game, on the road. Five-point loss to San Diego. Next game, back at home. 20-point loss to TCU. Next game, also at home. 20-point loss to Northwestern. And now you're sitting there and you're thinking, God, they did it again. They did it again. And they just don't stop. And I won't expect it to stop. We can go into next season and we can do whatever. We can do whatever, right? Hell, get all five stars to start. I don't know if I have confidence in Bobby Hurley to put together a team front to back. This team has no bigs. Sean Phillips Jr. is a big. He's tall. He ain't a big. He don't play like a big. Who's in his last game? I'm not excluding this one. It was last game. He actually bullied in the paint, went up and jammed on somebody. It was a cathartic experience for me. I was like, thank you. Thank you for playing the way that you were supposed to play. He did it once. He's basically done it like five times the entire season. I just... I'm just disappointed. But look... If there's anything this ASU team has showed is I will not believe in them to be consistent, but I do believe that they are always going to surprise me. And hell, when I don't believe in ASU the most, it's when they shock me. And one way they might be able to shock me, guys, like I mentioned earlier, those Wildcats are coming to Tempe in 11 days. 11 days from now, and this is going to be quite the event we're putting on here at TH and Next. Because I know I got Wildcat fans in here. And I know I got Sun Devil fans in here. And listen, guys, PH Next is doing a takeover for the U of A ASU basketball game. Come with us to Desert Financial Arena on 228 at 7 p.m. Listen, guys, we got food, we got drinks, we got tickets, a fun game, a territorial cup game. You never know what might happen, even though we kind of probably know what's going to happen, but you can't completely rule it out. But, you know, you, you see that score bug? That one, that one right there. So, I mean, we can assume. So if you're a U of A fan and you live near Tempe and you want to revel in it and you want to come talk shit to other ASU fans, come to our takeover. If you're an ASU fan and you want to stand strong, you believe in your devils and you don't like when they did the forks down, you want to go and put the forks up in their face and maybe be there for what could be the biggest upset in Territorial Cup history, come to our takeover event. You can click the link in the show notes or visit gophnx.com for more info. And like I said... Like I said, guys, not to be vain, but winning a little money or a lot of money does, does make things a little bit better. It does make it easier to digest. And let me tell you about my new friends over at Prize Picks. Now, Prize Picks is the easiest way to play daily fantasy sports in all of North America. They're the largest platform as well. Nobody does it better. And instead of battling just a thousand players or, or getting in a, a massive league with your friends where everybody's shit talking and you had to put $150 in and you just feel like, you know, you're getting, you're getting too angry because it's such a long run out season and you're at the bottom and you might have to go to Waffle House and eat 24 waffles in 24 hours. You just want to do something quick. $10 can turn into a thousand dollars with prize picks. All you have to do is pick different things, whether you want somebody to score higher or lower points or anything like that. Prize picks has every single simple way that you can 
play. Not only that, you can pull your money out real easy. You can put money in real easy. And as of right now, you don't know how long this is going to last. So you're going to want to jump on this as of right now. You can get a $100 first deposit match if you go to prizepicks.com slash ph at x. If you are a fan of daily fantasy and you are a fan of real simple and easy 60 seconds, you can make some money. Guys, go to prizepicks.com slash ph and x. Use code ph and x for a first deposit match of up to $100. Okay, we're moving on. We're getting through here. I appreciate all of you guys who are in here. Make sure you leave a like. If you're angry, kick your anger out on the like. If you're happy because you're a U of A fan and you're just here to see me be sad and to ramble to myself and in my kitchen, hit that like. Make sure you subscribe to PHNX. We would really appreciate it. Okay, let's, uh, I don't really want to do this, but let's, uh, let's hand out some awards. We got bottle service for the best player of the game. And that goes to... Jose Perez. All right. I'm not even going to pretend to be excited about this, guys. 14 points in 31 minutes. Listen, the only reason why I picked this guy is because he's the only one who freaking showed up to play. Sure, he maybe wasn't a leading scorer. Adam, Adam Miller did hit some shots and was, I guess, able to score more through the entire game. But Jose Perez came out and he set the tone. And he was the only reason why ASU was really in it at the beginning. He was getting physical on the defensive end. He was boxing out on the defensive end. He was going to the post. And in a vacuum, I do love Jose Perez's game. I just don't think he's the type of guy that you can rely on to be your best player where you're taking on the number five team in the freaking nation. So bottle service to Jose Perez. I do appreciate what he's been able to do for ASU at different points this season. We got LTC in the chat saying, great job. Thank you. But make sure you got to give the shout out to Danielle. Abraka Danielle is on the ones and twos right now. I do believe that Jacob is over there producing Wildcats, that traitor. But we got Abraka Danielle in here. Guys, I want to know your thoughts. Make sure you run to the comments right now. Let me know what you think about this game. Let me know what you think about ASU basketball's future. And while we do that, let's take a quick look at the Bobby board. Oh, I'm sure it looks great. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. Oh, wow, that's awesome. They lost this game. So that is a great mark for U of A after two wins, two good wins against a Utah team and an Oregon State team that had beaten you before. You lose to U of A, and now you look ahead at the Bobby board, and you wonder, where are those wins coming from? There's a, there's a real possibility, guys. There is a real possibility that ASU does not win another game in the regular season. Now, you might think an error. Not every team is U of A. Don't let this 45-point loss discourage you. They, they might win. They could win. With this team, they could definitely put together something. But I can't go into any game and expect them to win, even against USC, who's at not a great season, and UCLA. And we got BC in the chat saying Wazoo is going down. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I am refusing. I am absolutely refusing to have any sort of expectations whatsoever. I can't do it. Yeah, Jeff, I know they can beat UW. I know ASU can beat UW. I understand that they can. You, I'm sorry. Vonta says he expects three or four wins. Guys, I hope you're right. Genuinely, honestly, I really, really, really hope you're right. But I, I'm done, man. I'm done with the expectation. I just, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I know, I know. ASU can also beat UCLA as well. Like, I, I get it. I'm not saying that there's a 0% chance, but there is a 0% chance that I believe in this team. And we were talking oh, before, the only way they can even sniff the tournament in March is by winning the Pac-12. Yeah, well, guess what? 
AAC is going to end as the only team to not win a Pac-12 tournament as a basketball team. It's just not great. Yeah, yeah, Vontez, you are a sick man. You are a sick, sick man. I listen. I appreciate. I appreciate the love for ASU, Vontez. I really, really, really do. Go Devils! All of that. You are a little delusional if you think they're going to get three or four wins for the rest of the season. We also have a JJ in the chat, a different JJ that usually shouts out to ASU basketball on a regular show says, Bobby is guaranteed to finish off the PAC 12 with a losing conference record over his nine years. Keep expecting a different result. ASU. Listen, I said it earlier in the show. I do think if this school had an AD, a solid one, one that didn't have to leave this season, I I don't think Bobby would be the coach anymore. I don't think Bobby would be the coach anymore. And I, I really do think that they're going to they're gonna sit on their butt and they're going to not do anything about it. I would prefer for Bobby not to be the head coach of this team next year, but he recruited his class. And it's a good class on paper. But I, st- I, still, I still don't want to see that. I still don't want to see that. Okay, we got Hal in the chat. I appreciate it. Hal says, ASU fans should go to Circle K and pick up a handful of lottery tickets and a bottle of gummies. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Anything that can boost my mood, it is going to Circle K because I am a part of their inner circle. The same way that all of you guys in here, ASU and I guess U of A fans, are are part of my inner circle because I appreciate you being here and checking in with us late on this Saturday night. Listen, guys, Circle K is the best rewards program in the entire state. I've been going to Circle K my whole life. I'm born. I'm raised here. I'm always looking for a Circle K. Lucky for me, Circle K is everywhere right now you can sign up for their new app and you can get 25 cents off per gallon on your first five fill-ups and then after that you can save three cents per gallon every single day and i have it under good authority that if you do fill up enough as a part of the inner circle with circle k that can get bumped up to four cents off a gallon and if you're real nice and you talk to the gas pump nice you can get it bumped up to five cents after you use it for a little bit. But not only are you saving on gas, you're also going to be able to save on their selection of Circle K products. You get every sixth free on pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, anything that you need at Circle K, you can go and you can get it there. It is easily the best place for me to stop in when I'm driving into work. There's two on my way to work. I've stopped. I've picked up stuff for my coworkers. I know Totri when he's not on vacation somewhere, exotic probably, is stopping at Circle K once or maybe twice a day to get his energy drinks, to get his protein shakes and everything like that. Guys, Circle K truly is the best place for you to go if you just need something quick to pick up and get there or to fill up your gas tank. And while you're driving, you might be driving down the street and think to yourself, where can I get the best Mexican food? Quick, authentic, easy, and cheap. Guys, Sun Burrows is the place for you. Listen, not only is it fantastic tasting, I can tell you that the quality of ingredients and what they use is second to none. And I can tell you that because I had a friend who worked there in high school. And you know that thing about working in restaurants that you go to, you kind of don't want to figure out what goes on you know, behind that wall in that kitchen because it can kind of discourage you. And I, I've worked at a couple restaurants, man. I've seen what it looks like back there. And it cannot always be pretty. Some boroughs, exact opposite of that. To this day, that friend still eats in some boroughs. He still goes there all the time, even after working there. That's how you know that it is real. They got party platters to feed a crowd and all new taco bar to impress your friends, margaritas to go, which is maybe the most underrated part about all of it. I wish I got about six margaritas to go before doing this post-game show or hell, even watching this game. I could have done that at some borough. I got one right down the street from me and now I feel like I missed out and I'm also 
hungry. Go to sunburrows.com to find one near you, or you can check out their newest locations in Goodyear, Peoria, and I-17 and Joe Max. Again, sunburrows.com. Let them cater your next meal, big or small, or just stop there for a nice, quick meal. All right, everybody, make sure you hit that like button as we are rounding up here. We got Chance in the chat. What is up, Chance? That's my boy from back in the Cronkite days. Says scared of what the Big 12 is going to do to ASU next year. You are not alone, my friend. You are not alone, my friend. It is going to be absolutely brutal. This program has no identity. They do not have a coach who can build an identity, and they don't have a coach that I believe confidently can actually go through and build a complete roster, build a complete team. It's just going to be bad, man. It's going to be absolutely bad. Plus, you don't have an AD. Plus, you don't have an arena that's up to par with all the other Big 12 arenas. You don't have facilities that are up to par. And you certainly don't have the NIL investment that's up to par either. Things can get real ugly, real bad. And JJ says, it's not NIL, it's your coach. I agree with you. I think it's the spearhead of it all. It is Bobby Hurley who should be to blame. Now, listen, the thing about the spearhead is that you got the entire spear behind it, right? You got the players. There's fault that falls on the players. They are the ones that look like they gave up. Okay. You also have the entire athletic department itself. Where's the funding? Where is the investment? You look at it for ASU football with the way Kenny Dillingham has been able to activate the Valley. He's able to actually get people invested and buy into this football program. But that's a testament to Kenny Dillingham. That's not a testament to the athletic department. The athletic department is not doing them favors in that. And part of that was the people that they employed. Part of that was the coaches that they employed. And obviously that's changing on the football side. But at the end of the day, the head coach is the figurehead of your program. And we've seen just how amazing it can be with a guy like Kenny Dillingham. Well, the number of wins is not there. You can see that program building. You can see their identity. You can have confidence and faith. And you cannot see that over at ASU basketball. It is time for closing time, my friends. Closing time, I've got three takeaways from you. And if you've been listening to this entire show, which I know there are a lot of you, who've been hanging out around here. And I do say that I really appreciate you guys after an ugly game like that, whether you're hate watching or you love watching, I appreciate you guys. My three takeaways are this. Number one, oh, surprise, surprise, ASU inconsistent yet again. That first eight minutes, man, I can look in my notes. I took diligent notes on this game and I'm not even a note taker. And I go, okay, first eight minutes, they're playing physical. Okay, first eight minutes, they're hitting shots. Okay, there's ball movement. Okay, they're actually able to lock up a little bit on the defensive end. Oh, they're putting Omar Balo in actions. That's great. He's still eating down low, but that's just kind of what he does. Oh, and then bang, bang. Just like that, everything changes. It runs off the rails. Five minutes without a single bucket. And from there, there is no looking back. ASU, inconsistent yet again. Takeaway number two, I'm asking myself, can Bobby build a complete team? They're just so small. They're so small. And yeah, Bobby's had those guys that you can look at and be like, that's a good individual player. That's a good individual player. That's a talented player, but are they a good player? Oh, why isn't this person living up to their potential? Why is this person so hot some nights and so cold some nights? Why is Alonzo Gaffney taking 15 threes a game for the first part of the season, and then he misses them all, continues to take them, and now all of a sudden the man's too scared to shoot? Can Bobby build a complete team, a team with an actual identity? I don't know. Actually, I do know. My, right now, my answer is no. Right now, my answer is that he can't do that. And I would love to be proven wrong. I would want to be proven wrong, but they're not a team. 
They're not a team. All right. Takeaway number three, I'm going to say it and I'm going to move on. You have a good team. Look, listen, guys, like the, it's the number five team in the country. They're going to be the number one seed in the Pac-12. And it's going to be even sweeter when they flame out in the tournament yet again. Because we all know, no matter how many times you can beat ASU in the regular season, no matter how many times you can win the Pac-12 tournament, what's going to happen when you reach the Sweet 16? What's going to happen when you reach the round of 32? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's going to go real smooth, just like it always goes for you guys. I'm sure there's going to be no disappointment, and I'm absolutely sure nobody's going to be heartbroken down there in Tucson. And last thing before we head out here, make sure you hit that like button. We do a little aftertaste. How did this game taste? And for that, I'm tapping in with producer extraordinaire Abra Kadaniel on Twitter, and she told me, Eric, when we get to aftertaste, I got something. So I'm listening. I'm ready. Hit me. Yeah, you know, this tastes like like Pepto Bismol. You know it's gonna be bad. Every time you take it, you know it's gonna be bad. You just kind of grit and bear it, and you know what? You go on with the rest of your day. You know how much I'm gonna be thinking about this game, really, this team, um, for the rest of the season. None, not at all. <laughs> you take yeah. it. You you grit and bear it. And you move on. So yeah, tonight is Pepto-Bismol night. Can I give a hot take? I don't like how Pepto-Bismol tastes, but it is definitely not in the bottom tier of tasting medicines. Like, it's tolerable. I don't think it's it's as bad as that. I don't know, maybe. I mean, it's not good. It's not good, but I don't think it's 45-point loss bad. My thing is, you know it's going to be bad. We all knew this was going to happen. All the... Oh, I mean, I knew it was going to be 45 points, but I didn't know they were going to lose by double digits. Yeah, well, we we weren't expecting 45, but we were all expecting bad. Nobody was expecting a win. Literally, nobody was expecting a win. So you know it's going to be bad. It is bad. And you move on. Just go on. This to me... Yeah, you just got to go on with your day, which which I am going to do and which we are going to do, and I would encourage all of you to go do... I'm trying to think of what this game tastes like to me. To me, it tastes like disappointment. Because I got my hopes up again at the beginning of this game. I got my hopes up again. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have believed. I mean, I didn't really believe, but I believed as much as I could believe. It just tastes like shit. It just tastes like shit. I don't want to eat shit, man. I really don't. Somebody's going to clip that. I know somebody's going to clip that. All right. We're cutting it off here and now. We appreciate every single one of you checking in with us here on the PHNX Sun Devils post-game reaction show. You can also check out the Wildcats post-game as well. Guys, make sure if you are not already to become a diehard over here at PHNX Truly, 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 one of the most wonderful things that we do as a company is building a community. And whether you're a Sun Devil, whether you're a Wildcat, if you're a Suns fan, if you're a Cardinals fan, a Coyotes fan, a Rising fan, a Diamondbacks fan, guys, we have specific Discord uh, channels for you guys that you get access to if you become a diehard. Not only that, but you get a free t-shirt as well when you sign up. You get a nice official card that Ralph Amazon showed off on our last show and tons of other perks and benefits when it comes to additional content. You're going to get additional audio only ex- episode as well as additional content just in that diehard discord. You're going to be able to talk to us. If you're a U of A fan, you want to talk shit to me? 
you got to become a diehard directly. And you can talk shit to me. You can talk shit to Totri when he comes back from his vacation. Guys, do all that by becoming a diehard. You can go to gophnx.com to go figure that out. Plus, you can go check out all of our merch as well. Just head over to gophnx.com and click on the locker. We've got tons of options for you. All of it truly incredible. It's good quality. You're going to get it fast. It's a good price as well. And it's nothing like any of that other merch that you are seeing out there. Just a reminder, we're going to have a takeover event when ASU plays U of A in 10 p on the 28th. You can go ahead and sign up for that there as well. Anthony Totri will be back to start this next week. So if you missed him as much as I did, you can go ahead and tune in there, but I'll be there as well. You can follow our producer at Danielle on Twitter. She's actually famous. She just went to the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame and her pictures are being used to document the Diamondbacks World Series run. Major salute to you, Danielle. You can follow me at Eric Ruby on Twitter. That is Eric with a K E R I K R U B Y. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. And of course, you can subscribe to PHNX for the best local coverage that is possibly imaginable. And you can find that right here. Until then, I will end it the way Totri always does. Go Devils and peace.